It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Hold my hand while I run this race. Hold my hand while I run this race. Hold my hand while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Stand by me. While I run this race, stand by me. While I run this race, stand by me. While I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. I'm your child while I run this race. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Search my heart while I run this race. Search my heart while I run this race. Search my heart while I run this race, for I don't want to run this race in vain. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. Guide my feet while I run this race. I don't want to run this race in vain. Amen. 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 The scripture selected today is based on the song. The scriptures, the first one is taken from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. The second scripture selection is taken from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we also, if we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Let us pray. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. There is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying to self that we are born to eternal life. Feast of sacrifices and the blessing of the animals celebrated tomorrow, October 4th, by several Christian denominations. St. Francis was known to preach the gospel to birds and even to a wolf who all stood still listened his words. It is a day when congregants are invited to bring their pets to church and have them blessed by the minister. With this in mind, let us thank God for the pets we have as well as those we have had that are no longer with us. And let us pray for the protection of all animals and pets, especially of the eyes from the enemy. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the altar. Sister Loretta will offer today. We were made to worship the King. We were made to bow before His throne. He delights when we lift our voice in Worship him alone. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for these songs that they bring us into your presence and they minister to us in our times of difficulties and trials. And they show us who you are. And we can just have that close bond with you, Lord, because you said you inhabited the praises of your people. And we just pray that you would come and inhabit our praises today as we sing in our hearts to you and as we listen to the word of the Lord and as we really strive to hear what you're saying to us, Lord God. Lord, we were made to worship you. And your word says you seek such to worship you in spirit and in truth. We were made to bow before your throne. And you delight when we lift our voices of praise to you. Holy, holy, holy. I just think of that, Lord, in heaven, just never ending. All the voices, holy, holy, holy. You are holy, Lord. And we just come to you today, Lord, and thank you that we're gathered together and that we get this opportunity to be with one another and not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but just to gather us so much the more as we see the day approaching. And Lord, boy, do we see that. Lord, I just, I, I, I feel spent today, but that's a good thing because we don't want to depend on ourselves. We want to let you live your life through us in the power of the Holy Ghost. You are everything. You're our hope, our peace, our strength, our joy, our power, our victory, our overcoming. You are the great I am, the light of the world, the true bread which came down from heaven. Whatever we have need of, you are all that. Father, help us all here today to to live this out in our lives by faith, day to day, minute by minute. Father, I think about David's mighty men and I was reading that a couple of weeks ago and shared it in one of our prayer times on Saturday and I was just amazed by that Lord David's mighty men and they were serving him and David was a type of Christ and were uh, those mighty men were a type of us serving Christ being filled with the Holy Spirit and the one that sticks in my mind father is that one about the the mighty man of David that he killed 800 men at once with his weapon. And that's a picture of us being your mighty man, men filled with such glorious power and reigning in victory, reigning in life through you. Open our eyes to see the exceeding greatness of your power toward usward who believe. Just like you called Gideon a mighty man of valor and he didn't see it and questioned, well, where be all your miracles? So let our eyes be opened 
to not only see, but be the victory. Like your word says, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Hallelujah. The victory belongs to the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. And also, too, Lord, I think of all these, these several ones all the time in Elisha and his prayer for the Lord to open the eyes of his servant to see that those that were more than were more than those that be against them. And the servant saw that glorious sight of that heavenly vision, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. Father, help us to, help us to keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. We were your joy. And there was shame there, but you didn't give any account to it. And you just pushed on because the glory and the joy that was set before you that you would receive out of that suffering was us. And you loved us so much. Thank you for that. There are so many things in your word that that can encourage us today, Lord, and every day, sometimes day by day sometimes moment by moment. Father, I pray that you would bring us encouragement today. I pray that you would comfort our hearts. I pray that you would let us know that you are for us. And that is more than anyone against us. Lord, help us to push into your presence and grab a hold of your word and Listen for your voice and, Lord, live like David's mighty men that, that killed 800 men with a sword. Lord, that, that figurative look at the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that what would we do without you? What would we do without the Holy Spirit? What would we do without your comfort? And we take all that today as ours because it's our inheritance. It belongs to us. And we thank you for tabernacling with us today and being in our midst because we're two or more gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of us. And if two on earth agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. Father, stir up your word today. Stir up the gifts. Open people's ears to hear and and comfort each one, Lord. Give each one what they came here for, Lord, to honor you, to worship you, and to be comforted and loved and ministered to, as well as ministering to others. Lord, I pray for Pastor today as she brings the message, and I pray that you would be with her and stir her up in the spirit, Lord, as you do, as you always do. And let her speak a word to him that is weary and due season. Because, Lord, you are what we need in this hour, every hour, every moment. Thank you, Lord, for being with us and caring about what we go through. Give us wisdom. Give us grace. Give us strategies and tactics from your word, what to do, what not to do how to do it, when to do it, if to do anything at all, give us wisdom. 
comfort your people today, Lord. Lift them up into your holy grace and the power of the Spirit. And bring miracles, Lord. Bring miracles. And Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory today. And we look for you to move in awesome ways. And we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Sister Loretta, for your fervent prayer of petition to our loving God. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community and that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us continue to minister to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. First, you can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent by email to submit a check. Contact her at mgrace321 at gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at AOL. Dot com. Thank you so much. Now let us prepare our hearts to receive the preached word. It will be offered today by our pastor, Reverend Dr. Milson Black. We will listen to a praise and worship song first.
Amen. And in case you don't know who that all-time undefeated, indisputed, undisputed champion is, is Jesus Christ. He's won every battle. He's overcome every obstacle. He's outlasted every enemy, and he's defeated the enemies, even just for us. Jesus is our champion, and he does it because he loves us. <clears throat> Good evening. I give thanks and praise to God, my Father for God's faithfulness to us. And I thank him for each of you that are with us on this day. This is a, the official birthday of Jesus Christ. Sister Elka sent me an email with this information in it and I took a closer look at it. It was amazing to hear how the way that the celebration of Jesus's birthday got changed from the original day it, from what I read, it said when the Christians were trying to convert the pagans to Christianity, they allowed them to bring some of their holidays over into Christianity so that they could get them saved. And so that's how the official birthday of Jesus got uh, became a different day than the one that is supposed to be celebrated 
doesn't change the meaning of the day one bit, doesn't change our love for him or our celebration of the fact that Jesus was born. But what today means to me is something all the more special because today includes several days in the last in this last year that God has allowed us as a church to be meeting on an official day that was established by God. So from the times as described in the scripture and by the Gregorian cal calendar, it appears that Jesus was actually born during this season of the year. And today, October the 3rd, is the designated day this year. I am so just amazed that at, at God, at his timing, at his will to be done, and it is, I pray, being done in the life of this church. Um, and, and another actual day in which we were really having service was the night we held the seven last words of Christ. That was just before Resurrection Sunday. We also took communion that day. And believe it or not, that was actually the original Passover day. The original Passover day. So I thank you, Sister Elka, for sending me that link and, and giving me that uh, little tidbit that allowed us to be all the more appreciative to God for letting us meet on this another Sabbath day. I'm always proud to acknowledge the ministry team and all of you who participate in the services each week. I must include our advisors, Reverend Dr. Linda Johnson, Minister Myra Buchanan, and newly appointed Sister Georgina Porter Wilson, who give up their time and talents to help in the direction of the business and the leadership of this church. Thank you, ministry team. Thank you, advisory board. Thank you, individuals, uh, for your service to Refuge from the Storm Church and to the kingdom of God. It's important for listeners to know that we live all across these United States, from California to Maryland and Colorado, or Colorado by way of Maryland, from St. Louis, Missouri to Kentucky, Connecticut to Washington State. North Carolina, and even into Tennessee. To God be the glory that we are working together by God's grace through a conference call Amen. to share the good news with you today. Amen. Welcome to all of you who have joined us from, all, from other areas of this nation and around the world. And I do not want to leave out that we have even participation from Canada. <clears throat> Now, scripture today is Hebrews, coming from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Uh, Elder Carolyn included some of my scripture in, the, in her uh, scripture reading today. And Sister Loretta has, has preached part of my sermon in the prayer. I, so I believe I'm on the right track. I almost changed the, the message and went a different direction, but I believe I'm on the right track. So from God's word translation today, we're reading. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. He saw the joy ahead of him. 
so he endured death on the cross and ignored the disgrace that it brought him. Now he holds the honored position, the one next to God the Father on the heavenly throne. Think about Jesus who endured opposition <clears throat> from sinners so that you don't become tired and give up. Let us pray. Mighty God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, God, that in spite of all that we have endured this day, God, you brought us through. We thank you, Father, for rectifying whatever was being done to my mom, God. We thank you, Lord, for overpowering God, the adversary and the frequencies. We thank you, oh Lord, for bringing my sisters and my brothers through whatever they've had to go through this day, that we might meet this afternoon, God, in this celebration. First of all, of you, of your love for us, of your creation, of you allowing us to be part of your creation and of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Redeemer. God, I pray now that you would bless the word, God, I purposely, with intent, oh God, deliberately, lower myself in my own estimation, God. I humble myself under your mighty hand that you may be exalted in this message, in this life, in this church, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, the title of the message is are you going the distance? I want you to look at look at yourself in the mirror if you have one handy. If you're in a room with someone else sitting beside you, look at them and ask them the question or ask yourself the question. Are you going the distance? When we think of going the distance, sports come to mind. Almost every sport known today involves running. There's basketball, and you're running up and down the court. Football, you're running up and down the field. Baseball, you're running from base to base, and even with softball. There's tennis, and that has a court and a net. Soccer, you're kicking the ball. Rugby, I'm not exactly sure what you do with rugby, y'all. I just know it's a sport. I'm sure that you can think of some other games that I have missed. When I was in high school, I played basketball for one year. Running seemed to be the coach's favorite exercise and his favorite punishment. We ran the length of the gym or around the gym. We ran during the game. We, the girls only ran half the court, so you had to be careful not to run over the line. But if we lost the game, we ran. We ran to strengthen our, our legs. We ran to get exercise. I mean, running was a part of the game. The important thing about playing any sport is that you can't win if you give up or quit. You must go the distance to win. The sport of basketball has many giants who are known for their command of the court. One of them is Michael Jeffrey Jordan, also known by his initials MJ. Michael Jordan is an American former professional basketball player and legend in his own time. Jordan was known for the power with which he ran up and down the basketball court. Today, he's the principal owner of the Charlotte Hornets of the National Basketball Association. 
Jordan played 15 seasons in the NBA, winning six championships with the Chicago Bulls. One of Jordan's famous quotes is, I can accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. It would have never worked for Jordan to run almost close enough to the basket to make a shot, but then decided not to shoot. In running the distance of the court, Jordan had to make sure that if he couldn't hit a dunk, that he could make a layup. If he couldn't make a layup, he wanted to make sure that he could at least hit a jump shot. If all else failed, Michael Jordan needed to be at least at half court in order to make the shot that would win the game in the final seconds of the game. Now, an obvious sport that comes to mind when we think of running is actually the sport of track. I look to see how many types of running races there is in modern day athletes and athletics and found that there are sprints or short distance races. There are middle distance races, long distance races, hurdles and relay races. Frederick Carlton, better known as Carl Lewis, is an American former track and field athlete who won nine Olympic gold medals, one Olympic silver medal, and 10 world championship medals, including eight of them being gold. His career spanned from 1979 to 1996 when he last won an Olympic event. Now, I happen to personally have followed Carl, uh, Carl Lewis for a while, and I know he had to have hours of practicing, of running that track. He had to have hours of, of strengthening his body and making sure that he was able to last. I've seen what the relay races look like, and I think those are the most exciting. When you run your part of the leg of the race and you pass the baton to your partner and he has to finish the race and the two of you have to win. Well, in the New Testament, we find a number of athletic metaphors that describes Christianity as a race especially in the Pauline epistles and in the epistle to the Hebrews. The apostle Paul uses the analogy of Greek games to compare the spiritual race that a Christian must run. He reminds us that everyone who enters a race wants to be the winner, even though it is clear that there will only be one winner. However, there is a promise of a victor's crown for every one of us who enters the Christian race if they don't quit. Paul described the training that is necessary for the earthly runner to win a temporary crown because the next year there may be another winner. But for the Christian runner, there is the promise of an eternal crown as our names are entered into the faith hall of fame. And Paul said, so I run but not without a clear goal ahead of me. I want to challenge each of you to be clear of the goal and make sure that you stay in the race, for there is a crown. And the word says it's a crown of life that's laid up for us. Corinth, which is where Paul was writing that particular letter, is known for the Olympic games that are held there. 
there were requirements for those entering the Greek games. Age was one factor and citizenship was another. So it is for those entering the race for the crown of life. You must be known in heaven as saved by the blood of the lamb. No unsaved person is even allowed on the track. But rest assured that each person who enters this Christian race has a coach who has gone the distance. Therefore, he knows the road. A couple of years ago, we had a, 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 a virtual spiritual enrichment training. Our facilitator was uh, Pastor Pamela and her husband was kind of in and out. But I tell you, she talked to us about leadership and what makes a good leader. And one of the things that made a good leader, you all, is being able to go the distance. So at the end of the talk, she showed us a clip from a movie that had been produced by Christians for Christians. It was to give us encouragement to stay in the race. It was produced to encourage us to not be afraid of the obstacles that we may face in this life. The movie was entitled Facing the Giants. I'm not talking about Goliath, but I can assure you that in this life, as we run the Christian race, we will have our own Goliaths to face. It may be sickness. It could be unemployment. It could be targeting. It could be uh, uh, facing a, a, a court case without a lawyer. It could be a flat tire or not enough oil in the car when you need to get somewhere right away. It could be not enough gas or not enough money to buy the gas. It could be needing to get across the state or across the country and not have enough money for a plane, a train, or a bus. The summary of this film read, a losing coach named Grant, who was a Christian with an underdog football team, faces their giants of fear and failure on and off the field to surprising results. The coach had begun to teach his team to have faith in God, whether on the field or not. Well, for those of us in this Christian race, we are always on the field. There is always a need to hold on to your faith, to not fear, and to don't believe that God will leave you down. When in despair over the strength of their next opponent, the team is given a dramatic example of what it takes to go the distance. I'm going to try and describe this to you all, but now there's a five-minute clip on YouTube. I invite and encourage each of you to go over there and pull up that clip. It's entitled, The Death Crawl. Now, we were able to see firsthand what it must look like for those of us here on earth who is suffering while running this race. There is always the temptation to quit. While talking about the playoff of the state championship and opposition they could expect from their next opponents, the coach hears one of the players named Brock griping about the strength of the Giants who were their opponents. So the coach walked over to him and said, Brock, do you? You really don't think we can make it? And Brock says, well, coach, you know, and then he began to rehash their, their strength and their power and their, their, their weight and their height. And so the coach says, I want to show you that you can go the distance. These players were about to see a real life example 
that nothing is impossible with God. The player was asked to crawl on his hands and feet, not his hands and knees, but on his hands and feet. Now, those of you who are familiar with exercise classes, if any of you are near my age, y'all, you would have done it with, with Richard Simmons. I used to work with a girl who called him Dickie, and I always laugh. But they would this this player Brock was to carry a teammate on his back to the 50-yard line of a football field. The coach asked for a promise from the player named Brock. He said, Brock, promise me one thing, that you won't quit. No matter what, you won't quit. Brock said, all right, they got started. So the crawl began. The coach is standing. I want you to get this in your mind now. The coach is standing straight up and moving alongside the players as they inch down the field. As the crawl gets harder, Brock slows down and begins to cry out in pain. As the player moves slower, the coach is now bending at his waist. Come on, Brock, you can do it. Brock, don't give up now. You just got a few more yards to go. Soon, the player passes the 50-yard mark, but the coach does not say, you've done it. No, he tells the player, keep going. Don't quit. So the player starts to declare that he can't do it. Oh, my God, it's so hard. His, his, his teammate is laying on his back with his hands and, and, and uh, with legs up in the air, and Brock is just barely inching it. So the player starts to declare that he can't do it. It's too hard. And guess what? By now, the coach is on his knees, crawling beside Brock and his teammate, trying to make sure they get it, to make it to the finish line. I hope that as you're listening and as you are envisioning the coach first walking, then bending down close enough to, for Brock to hear him speak in his ear and now crawling that Jesus is doing us the same way. He wouldn't dare put us in a fight. He wouldn't put us on a field without going the distance with us and giving us all of the encouragement we need to stay in there, to hang in, to not give up. So the rest of the team and the assistant coaches who were sitting on the ground waiting for their teammate to give up are now on their feet, y'all. Everybody on the field is on their feet, and they're walking towards that, that pair who is crawling down the field. This pair makes it to the end goal and learns that not only did they go the 50 yards, but they went the entire 90-yard length of the football field before the coach would allow them to quit. The moral of this activity was to prove to Brock and to the team that with God and with determination, they could go the distance and win the state championship. With God, all things are possible. So I want you to make up your mind that you're not going to quit. No matter what comes at you, no matter how bad it feels, how bad it tastes, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, how much sleep you lose, how much pain you go through, make up your mind. I will. Listen, your will is the strongest part of you and you can set it to not quit and you can't make that determination to yourself. Now, of course, you and I have a personal coach. His name is the Holy Spirit. Jesus left him in the earth when he got ready to go back to heaven. 
So he's operating under a mandate from Jesus himself to see to it that you make it to the end zone. The Hebrew writer gives us a real life example of one who entered the race to win. His name is Jesus Christ. Though he acknowledged who those whose faith gained them a place in the Hebrew Hall of Fame, the focus was on Jesus. All of those in the cloud of witnesses who are cheering us on today ran the race. Though not all attained their expectation here on this earth, all of them made it. Jesus is the one whose might is unparalleled and his power is timeless. He can heal the sick, raise the dead. Jesus is able to calm the raging sea and command the winds to be still. The cosmos obeys him and so must the demons. Only Jesus could withstand the temptations of Satan after 40 days in the desert and then walk into the temple and declare that I am who they say I am. And that he had enough of God's spirit in him to preach good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to open the doors to the prisons. Jesus was there to to exclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. We're still waiting to see that, but he said he'd repay and we're believing he's going to do just what he said. So what is the training plan for one who is running in the race of, for the crown of life? Jesus Christ remembers our example. The first thing is we have to deny ourselves. Hebrews 12, 1 tells us since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down. That means giving up some friends, some nights with the boys, getting rid of some things may mean denying ourselves an evening with the girls or a second word to that person who just made us mad. And I really would like to give them a piece of my mind. It could mean a son, uh, the, the end of some of the things that we used to do. If the television slows us down from getting in God's presence, it has to go. Anything that keeps you from training to win this race must be put away. Anything that keeps you from praying, from reading the scripture or times of worship with God Almighty himself will surely slow you down from winning the race. Isaiah 58 tells us how to live a fasted life. We hear a lot about fasting. You know, there's a three day fast and the 10 day uh, uh, fast and the 21 day Daniel fast. Esther fasted for three days and Daniel fasted for 21. Jesus fasted for 40. There's the Esther, uh, the uh, Ezra fast. But the Isaiah 58 fast is one that everybody can do. Sometimes we think I can't fast because the idea in fasting is to not eat. And sometimes people have uh, no water as well. And yes, for those who are diabetic and on special diets and and other have other health concerns, that kind of fasting may be difficult. But God gave us one, and in fact, it's called his chosen fast that we can all participate in. Listen to what it says you have to do. You have to loose the bonds of wickedness and undo heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free. And you have to begin to break some yokes, not just your own, but others as well. 
Then they say, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, you can cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Can't you hear Jesus saying, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, my little ones, you've done it unto me. But then there came a time, even in Matthew 25, where he said, in as much as you did it not unto the least of these, my little ones, you did not do it to me. Can you see how that fast is going to work? But it says, when you've done all of these things in what's called God's chosen fast, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your real God. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. And he will say, here I am. Then it says, if you want to continue in this fast, take away the pointing of your finger and speak in wickedness. Extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in a drought and he'll strengthen your bones. Listen, all of this for just not doing some things and doing some other things that won't cost you very much. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water, those wa whose waters do not fail. Mm -hmm. And don't forget the Sabbath yes. from doing your pleasure on my holy day, God yes. says, refrain mm -hmm. and call the Sabbath a delight. Mm -hmm. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord and I will cause you mm -hmm. to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God would not put you in a race without there being a crowd of witnesses to the truth that you can make it. We don't need spectators, those who are there to see what brand of sneakers you're wearing. If your hair is tied back in a ponytail or braided, we don't want to follow those who started and stopped along the way to have just one more fling with the world or to rest and talk with those who are not running in this race at all. God has graced us with the presence of saints who ran and won. For some of us, his grandmothers and grandfathers, they're upstairs with, help, with God, looking down upon us, cheering us on. For others, it may be mom and dad. It may be the pastor that preached the conversion sermon that caused you to step out of the weary ways of this life. Whoever is in the lineup of your crowd of witnesses, the Bible tells us that they are those who came through the tribulation, having washed their robes white in the blood of the lamb. Those who withstood the trials of life, they'll have on the long white robes and the crowns on their heads. Keep your eyes on Jesus is number two. We must focus on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He saw the joy ahead of him, so he endured the cross and ignored the disgrace it brought him for you and for me. Now he holds the honored position, the one next to God the Father on the heavenly throne. So think about Jesus when you think about giving up, when you think about quitting, 
when you think about turning around or just sitting down. Think about Jesus who endured opposition from sinners so that you don't become tired and give up. Don't forget what happened to Peter. Remember when the storm came and Jesus came walking on the waves and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, let me come. And Jesus just said, come. Peter got out the boat and started walking. And all of a sudden, the Bible says Peter saw the wind. He, or he could only see the wind in the in the blowing of the of the uh, um, flag that that rose on that rides on the ship, or in the blowing of the of the waves as the wind hit them. Well, whatever it was, it says when Peter saw the wind, he began to sing. Jesus had not moved, but Peter's faith did when he realized that this big sea could swallow me up. What we do know is that when Peter realized that something was going on and he was sinking, he cried out, asking Jesus to save him. And Jesus simply stretched out his hand and walked Peter back to the boat. The last thing I want to remind you of and, and help you to see that we have to do as Christians in training to stay in the race. Run in the strength of the Lord. This means that as we run, it must be in total dependence on God. Now, in the movie Overcomer, and we've just finished the Bible study from the book entitled mm -hmm. Overcomer. Hannah is the young 16-year-old who is, is an asthmatic. She lives with her grandmother. Her mother is dead, and she believed that her dad was dead, and she had not met Jesus yet. But she's the only runner. She's the only person on the track team, first of all. The coach had lost all of his players from the basketball team, and they were next in line for the state championship. And so the, the coach believed that his life was over. His career was over. Everybody had, been, had let him down, including God. And then the principal makes him the coach over the track team, only all the Players had left, but Hannah. So Hannah wins all of the competitions necessary to get her in the state championship. Now, during this competition, Hannah was being coached by her real father. She had not known until recently that her dad was still alive. Unfortunately, he was in a hospital bed, gravely ill. But the good part about this is that her dad had also been a track star. Her dad had also ran in the state championship and her dad had won. So what that meant is that the dad knew the terrain. The dad knew the hills and the valleys. The dad knew the strength that it took to run that race and win. So the dad was asked to record his voice for Hannah as he coached her inch by inch on that trail. What made the dad able to tell Hannah how to run, of course, was the fact that he had ran and he had won. Now we also have a coach who knows the terrain that we're running. He's been the underdog in the game, yet Jesus won the race. What makes Jesus able to coach us in this race of life? 
He's already gone the distance. In fact, we're told that now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and for me. He was born to a virgin in a town called Bethlehem without a doctor or even a midwife. We are told that a manager, that a manger was his bed and the angels announced his birth to the world. Yet he won at the age of 12 when he was found in the temple debating with the scribes and the priests. Can you imagine your child being missing for three whole days? And when you find him or her, they tell you that they were about the father's business. His parents knew that it was not Joseph's business to which Jesus was referring. Jesus won at the Last Supper when he was about to wash the feet of Judas Iscariot, who Jesus knew was about to betray him. Jesus won on Gethsemane at Gethsemane when, though he didn't want to go through the end zone of this earthly race, Jesus' submission came with, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. Jesus won in the judgment halls and even when the people shouted crucify him, Jesus saw that the victor's crown was just up ahead. On the way up Golgotha's hill, Jesus knew that victory was near. He knew that if he could just endure for the moment what was about to happen to him, he would have gone the distance. On the cross, through the tomb, into glory, Jesus went the distance for you and for me. Now seated at the right hand of God the Father, Jesus reminds us, you can make it. Just a little farther, just around the corner, just over the hill, you can go the distance. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Melissa, for your very encouraging message on running the race of this life with Jesus Christ at our side. We cannot fail if we do that. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song to prepare our hearts and our bodies to partake of Holy Communion. Let's gather our elements of a piece of bread or cracker and water, juice, or wine as the music plays. Pastor Millicent will offer the prayer for the Lord's Supper. Be 
I don't believe he would break me this far to just leave me. Can I get a witness here tonight? I've been so sick. I thought I couldn't get away. But the Lord came and touched my body. And tonight I'm able to tell you. He's a Somebody tell me, why did he bring us this far? <laughs> if he was going to leave us, can I say it one more time? We can help you say it. Ah, I don't feel no way.
And I don't believe he's brought you this far to leave you either. I invite you to this table in the name of the one who said, I am the bread of life. This is the table of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I invite you to gather your bread, your cracker, your juice, your wine, or your water. It is here that we remember how Jesus gave his body and his blood to save us. On the night he was handed over, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread and after giving thanks to God, broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We will now pray blessings on the bread. O God, the eternal Father, we ask thee in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that we may eat in remembrance of the body of thy son and witness unto thee, O God, the eternal Father, that we are willing to take upon us the name of thy son and always remember him and keep his commandments which he has given to us, that we may always have his spirit to be with us. In Jesus' name, amen. The bread of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Broken for you. You may eat your bread or your cracker. And after supper, Jesus took the cup of wine and after giving thanks, gave it to them and said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, remember me. And now if you'll take your uh, juice, your water or your wine in your hand, I will pray the blessing on the on the wine. Oh, God, the eternal father, we ask thee in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine, this juice, this water to the souls of all those who drink it that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of thy son, which was shed for them, that they may witness unto thee, O God, the eternal father, that we do always remember him, that we may have his spirit to be with us. Amen. You may drink your juice, your wine, or your water. The blood of Christ was shed for you. We have come to the Lord's table. We have eaten the bread of heaven. The Holy Spirit will transform us from within so that we can see with Jesus' eyes, hear with Jesus' ears, speak with Jesus' mouth, feel the world as Jesus feels, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Go into your week nourished, by the bread of life. Amen.
Just to worry. 
I would like to now offer an opportunity for any of you who would like to become a member of the family of God to do so. And if you would like to become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church, we would be thrilled with that decision as well. There are two ways to become a member here. One is a full membership, and that person has uh, professes their faith in in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. They commit their prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness to the church. A full member is officially added to the membership records and can vote and fully participate in church business. And then we have the associate member, which enables one to retain their full membership with another congregation, say in your local community, or some other denomination, yet you can participate in the church ministry team, in the church services, and in the church meetings. So remember that Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business. He's also a great coach to see to it that you are able to go the distance. For those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of their rope, Now, there are some steps to take on the road to salvation. First, admit that you can't save yourself from sin. Two, be willing to repent and turn from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. And fourthly, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Now, if that is you, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. I know I am not where I want to be and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Now, we encourage you to start reading your Bible. The books of John and Ephesians are good places to start. One good thing about Hannah in the message this evening is that Hannah was led to the Lord by her principal. Her principal had been her mother's best friend, and her principal knew of Hannah's plight. And so the principal actually was paying 
for Hannah to attend this Christian private Christian school. And one day she talked to Hannah about Jesus Christ and Hannah accepted Jesus. And she encouraged Hannah to begin to read in the book of Ephesians. And in the book of Ephesians, by reading and reading, Hannah began to realize that she is somebody. She began to realize all of the benefits that she has as a member of the body of, of Christ. And Hannah began to realize how much more of a winner she was than she had felt all of her life. And then I would like you to email us at ref, admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. And by all means, stay on the call after the recording is ended, and we will be happy to pray with you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Nelson, for that special invitation. Now let us listen to our closing praise and worship song. It will be followed by final remarks and a benediction, which Pastor Nelson will also offer. Praise God from blessings Lord. Praise Him, all creatures, Amen. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed today by the service in its entirety. We really do seek God, and that's just always a blessing when God brings it all together. And 
allows everything to flow according to his will. It's all that he would get the glory. <clears throat> I also, again, want to thank each of the serving team today. Um, each of you are so important to, to me and to the work of the ministry and to Refuge from the Storm Church. We could not accomplish the things that we accomplished without you. And so I want to thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I want to invite you all again to our uh, weeks of activity starting Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time is our early morning prayer. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning is early morning prayer on next Wednesday evening. We have a special Bible study going called Embracing Purpose. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Then over on next Saturday morning, we will have our uh, Saturday prayer time that we offer one Saturday a month. It starts at 9 Eastern time in the morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time, about our regular church service again next Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern time, followed by our monthly fellowship. You all should come enjoy that fellowship time, meet people face to face, have communication. Uh, that's always such a, a rich time. And I invite you, uh, personally invite each of you to join us. Now, after the benediction, the recording will stop and we will have prayer time for anyone who needs special prayer. And I will offer the benediction. Now, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And I love the last verse that God says, and when I see my people, my name upon my people, I will bless them. So don't be slack concerning blessing others. Give them the blessing of the Lord. God says when he sees his name upon them, he will bless them. Amen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.